And now, and now, the best of Pete Price. The best of Pete Price on Radio City 96.7. Here's a lady that has been incredibly remarkable what she's done. It's not, it, it's remarkable. I'd like to introduce you to Mimi Queen Griselda. <laughs> Hi, Pete. <laughs> Tina Malone. I, I, I think that's a great name for you for on stage in uh, Snow White. Mimi Queen. <laughs> Mimi Queen. Oh, how are you, Tony? I'm very well. That was a nice article in the Echo tonight. Oh, right. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's lovely. Lovely picture of you, too. You are remarkable. Um, oh, first of all, an incredibly you. talented actress. One of my favourite characters in Shameless. But also, I've seen you in different films doing Shakespeare. I mean, you're a you're a good actress. You know, you're not just you're an actress. You're not one of them soap things. You know, you you know what I mean. Oh, thank you. No, no, I I kind of um, you know I've got a good CV. I'm lucky that you know everything I've ever been involved in, from Dinner Ladies, Victoria Wood to Henry VIII, you know, with Ray Winston to countless BBC and ITV dramas, and, and obviously five years at Brookside. Um, I'm very lucky that I've been very careful. I've gone from the Everyman Theatre to the National Theatre, and I have always been very choosy about my career. Um, you know, I do, if, if, without sounding like a snob, um, I, it's a job, and I do, I'm very lucky to get paid for something I would do mm. ordinarily in any other area of my life for nothing because I love acting and the craft and the whole idea of it. I mean, I'm still learning every day, don't get me wrong. And I am privileged to be in my seventh year at Shameless. But, um, and, and you know, I'm, I have had a remarkable career, but I've kind of painstakingly always had a game plan and I'm lucky to have worked with the Willie Russells and the Everymans and you know and, and all those kind of Liverpool legends and about to work with another Liverpool legend your very self sir um, and the lovely Mickey Finn bless yeah. Him. yeah which is so going I mean, as you know, I don't know whether I'm allowed to say, but I'm well, I am. I'm doing Tanto at Christmas at the Royal Court, which is, incidentally, the only theatre in Liverpool I've never performed at. Oh, great. From the Unity, yeah. the Neptune, yeah. the Everyman, the Playhouse, it's the only one. And there were, there were many things, Pete, that, you know, as you can imagine, being in Shameless, I'm offered Tanto every year. Um, and I was offered it again this year in Windsor, of all places. Um, not that, that, you know, I'm kind of any akin to royalty in any way. So, but um, no, I'm I'm a home bird. I like to be home. It was wonderful to be asked to do something in Liverpool at the Royal Court with Jane Joseph and obviously with your kind self, uh, you know, to, to people like yourself, Pete Price, Mickey Finn, who my father, God rest his soul, been dead for seven years, was a big fan of both of yours. Mm. Um, and he'll be watching it. And, and so it's a privilege to be doing Snow White at the Royal Court with you all. Are you pleased? with your outfit. It looked great, didn't it? And the pictures look great. Yeah. Yeah, well, do you know what? I haven't seen the pictures yet. Oh, you're going to... Oh, you're going to... You're going to love the pictures. I was going to put it on me on, on, on our Facebook, but I'm saving it because I want to write about it in the Echo. But there's one of right. me and you together, which has been superimposed, and it's fab. In oh, fact, lovely. I'll see if I can send it over to uh, on text to you. Do you. Can you get pictures on yours? 
Uh, on, do you know what, Pete? I, I'd rather have a pair of Louis Vuitton shoes and a really cheap phone. Right. So, no, you, my phone, I, I still haven't figured it. I have a £20 Tesco's phone, so I haven't, uh, <laughs> I haven't figured out yet how to receive photos. Bit of a technophobe. Bit old-fashioned in that way, Excuse Mum. me, nobody's more old-fashioned than me. I'm talking as if I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Listen, we want to talk about... We, we, we've called the programme tonight. I'm constantly fighting my weight. Right. Have you always, or did you always have a weight problem? Um, to be honest, no. I mean, I don't come from a fat family. I come from, you know, I'm Celts, like we all are, and <clears throat> Irish descent, and, um, you know, huge family on both parents' sides. Nobody fat. Um, I wasn't a fat kid. I wasn't a fat teenager. I wasn't even fat in my early 20s. My father used to always say going into this business caused me to be fat at 26 years of age. Um my weight fluctuated purely and simply because I have OCD and bipolar and I'm not one of those kind of corny celebs that pretends to have a contrived illness. I actually was diagnosed with them a long time ago. I'm also neurotic, middle-aged, diabetic. I also have Cushing syndrome. So, well, Hang on, let me I, stop you there. What's that one? I'm nervous. <laughs> Cushing syndrome. Yeah. Is an overproduction of cortisol. Cortisol is produced by the body, by the pituitary gland, which is at the top of the brain. It's a very small tumor that you get on your pituitary gland that overproduces cortisol. Cortisol is then overproduced in the body, affects all the main organs by clinging to the fat in the body. So basically, a few years ago, again, I was in a hospital after being 22 years injecting insulin, where a doctor told me... <coughs> In the Royal, well, you've got Cushing syndrome, which is actually called, nicknamed the obesity tumour. It's not very well known in this country. It's huge, a huge problem in America. And he said to me, so when you eat, you don't eat, you're going to be fat. Cortisol, the overproduction of cortisol in the pituitary gland can be actually brought on by stress. Um, and, and at that time, a few years ago, I was still not, uh, still struggling with my career in a lot of ways. You know, I'm not great with money. And also, I was struggling in a relationship I was in. And obviously, the biggest bane of my life, the, the thing closest to my heart, pardon the pun, was being a fat bird for, since the age of 26, really. Mm. Um, I went from a size 12 to a size 26. Um, age 26 to about 46, over a period of 20 years. And I fluctuated between diets. I went, I did the Weight Watchers, the Slimming World, which are all perfectly fine. Um, <clears throat> and I'm great advocate of those kind of diets. But when you're OCD or you're um, bipolar, I can't moderate whether it's sex, work, food, drink, whatever. So I have to abstain. Well, you can abstain from alcohol. I'm 13 years sober. You can abstain from drugs, smoking, uh, most things. But unfortunately, you can't moderate. Um, you can't abstain food, so you have to moderate. Well, because it's not in my genetic makeup, personality, whatever, I could never moderate my food. So... I literally got to the stage where three or four years ago, well, three years ago, I'd say, um, I was that big. I was 26, size 26, and I'm five foot one, Pete. And at one point, three and a half years ago, I'd actually gone to the Royal for my usual annual diabetic checkup, and I had got to 19 stone one. And my mm. doctor, and I still have the same doctor, Dr. Mickey Finn, in Flynn, in Smithtown Road, had said to me, literally, he, he jokes and has always said, who's eating all the pies? But he said to me, you are going to keel over and die. Um, 
and it terrified me. And then, obviously, history will tell you when you go on the internet and look under me, Tina Malone Hospital Group. I went to my mother. She paid for my balloon. Um, I was desperate three years ago. I had a balloon put in, which is quite prehistoric. It's put in through the mouth. It's blown up in the stomach, filled with saline. You then lose weight. But the problem with the balloon is I lost four stone with the balloon. They take it out after six months. And the reason I opted for the balloon as a choice when I was offered the balloon, the gastric band, or the gastric bypass was because I was absolutely, being a big fat girl, terrified of anesthetic. Yeah. I'd never had anesthetic. So with that in mind, I decided to stay awake and have the balloon. The balloon was extremely painful, but it kick-started me. The only problem being I lost four stone. But then when I, the balloon was taken out, six months later, I had it put in on Paddy's day three years ago. Six months later, when it came out, I put two stone back on. So I was kind of back to square one. So on the following March, which was um, last March, not March, just gone, which was kind of 16 months ago. On the 11th of March, I went to the hospital group again and had my gastric band put in. And I went with my then fiance, now my um, gorgeous young husband, um, and he literally held my hand till I walked into the theatre at the hospital group in Birmingham. And they assured me I would be up and running round. I would be looked after like all the patients are by the anaesthetist, and um, that I would be up and aroused, walking round within 30 minutes. It was keyhole surgery, four incisions, and it took 28 minutes to put that band in. And I tell you what, Pete, it's the best thing I've ever done in my life, apart from marrying Paul. How did it change your life, Tina, at the, be at the um, beginning? Because I think my, my kind of, and I have written a book about this, which will be out at Christmas, oh, great. being a fat bird, even scouse birds get fat. Um, it's not an autobiography. It's about being a fat bird for 23 years. And, and basically, it, it's, uh, how it's changed my life is in every way, every department from the bedroom, to the kitchen, to the way I cook, the way I smell food, the way I eat food, um, the way I behave with food. Um, and, and what I have learned is, you know, in life, you know, those old cliches, a little bit of something does you good or, yeah. you know, um, you know, kind of, let, you know, work hard, play hard, all those things. You can eat Anything you want in life, I think our problem is greed, is the amount. It's not what we eat, it's how much we eat. And that's what I've learned. But I needed a band to control my stomach, and that's what I had. And it's changed my life. I also think when you're fat, and I don't care who you are, and I spoke to a journalist about this the other day, I've just done a piece in the mirror for next week, and I said, you know, when you're a fat bird and you automatically, it's, you're angry with the world. You're angry with everybody because you're fat and unhappy. And most fat people you meet, and you'll know, you, you've worked with all the greatest comics and actors around, Pete. You're fat and angry. And so you attack in the line of defense. You make jokes about yourself. And that's where the kind of, you know, that preconception about fat, jolly folk. Nobody is jolly who's fat. That's like saying I've got cancer and I'm happy with it. If you are extremely obese, you are killing yourself. You're a ticking time bomb. 
And I'm not talking about somebody like yourself, who you say, obviously, and it affects somebody like you if you put on half a stone. And I'm not one of those who goes, oh, what's wrong with half a stone? God, I've got 20 stone to lose. I appreciate the concept of that. But when you are fat, it spirals out of control, and two stone very quickly turns into three, four, five, whatever. I have now, I had my band put in the 11th of March um, last year, 2010. I got married in August in a size 14 dress. I'm now a size 12, not a size 10, and I have lost seven stone, four pounds. Seven stone? Four pounds. I have 20 pounds to go to be the size eight I've always wanted to be. So that's where I'm at. So what's the book called again? What's it going to be called? Even fat birds get... Even scouse birds get fat. (laughs) Even scouse... I couldn't write that. Scouse birds... Get yeah, fast. even scouse birds get fat, yeah. Because okay. we, we, you know, let's face it, our city, <clears throat> you know, with all its good and bad and its flaws and its positives, I'm like yourself, I'm a, I'm a real advocate and I love my city. I'm fiercely proud that we are basically like an alien nation, that we are scousers, um, you know, for all our kind of uh, opinions and our, and our the diverse cultures we embrace in our city. Mm. But I'm, I do, and this sounds really biased, I do think we have the most gorgeous women in the country. I mean, you go out into Liverpool, and that's been since the 60s, 70s. We are not followers of fashion. We set fashions, our guys and our girls. And I do think you go to Liverpool on a Friday, Saturday night, and I don't care whether you talk Manchester, Newcastle, London, Bradford, Leeds, Birmingham, wherever, we dress to kill and mm. boy do we and we have some of the most beautiful women in the world I mean the Abby Clancy's and stuff and the Alex Corrins we do have gorgeous girls and the, and the other day I've got to tell you your outfit blew me away I thought you looked amazing I just oh, every time you. I see you you go Oh my God! It's not Tina. It's not Tina. Oh. Explain to people because I know I I, I for my little bit. I put two stone on years ago and lost it. And yeah. what I want to say: explain to people how you feel in the morning. It's a totally different person getting out of bed. <laughs> well, you if you're saying two stone, even two two stone, in every way without being vile. I know it's a late night chat. From you know, I'm married to a guy who's a personal trainer, ten years ex army, who's you know his body is a temple. We're talking, you know, one of those kind of, um, you know, that triangular shape. I mean, you know, and he's a great enforcer of, you know, he he doesn't do steads or anything like that, but he he loves that bodybuilding gym ethos, and he works hard and plays hard. He still looks a Jack Daniels, you know, at the end of the week. But, um, and, and living with somebody who is so body beautiful has encouraged me, but he's not intimidated me or made me feel lacking. He's encouraged me. And and also, you need support, whether it's family or friends. Um, how do I feel in the morning? I feel more like a human being. I don't walk as if I've got rolls of lino under my arms because of the fast anymore. I don't feel like I've got a hump on my back because it's gone. Um, I My legs... Um, not that I've ever had that huge legs. I was more of a big belly person and a big face person than a big legs and big bum girl. Um, it, 
find out, girls, yourselves when you're getting ready to go on holiday in the summer, if you're kind of feeling five, seven, five to seven pounds even, how groggy it makes you feel slovenly. I, I mean, I'll be honest with you, Pete, I'm going to bed any minute now. I'm up at 5.15 every day for work. <clears throat> I've just been doing scenes today, for example, with my new young husband in work. We've been on the set today with a big party at the Gallagher's. Frank Gallagher was throwing a party. Now, I had to sit on my husband's knee. While we shot this huge scene, huge street scene, I had to sit on his knee for about three hours. If that had been 18 months ago, I'd yeah. have killed that lad. Yeah. He'd have never walked again. Um, and so, you know, just in every way, in every facet of your life, from walking the dog with my husband, from going shopping, from sex, from cooking, from eating, from from enjoying life, from dressing, from buying clothes, from caring about yourself, your skin, your face, everything is affected. And also the biggest thing I think, which nobody ever says, is I'm not as angry because I'm not as depressed. And I don't care who you are. When you're fat, you're depressed about it. Nobody to, likes to look in the mirror and feel vile. For the first time in 20, 20 years, and I can talk about it openly, and I'm very honest, as you know, I always have been about it. Um, I have looked in the mirror three, four, five, six, seven years ago and felt suicidal and felt vile, fat, ugly, like a troll, like an egg on legs. And, and you know, whether you're going to, you know, an audience with Donny Osmond or opening night of your own show at the National Theatre, you know, you know, and uh, your own play or, or, you know, whether it's the RTS Awards or the Soap Awards or the BAFTA Awards, you know, I felt like a pig in a suit, in a frock. And, and there's nothing worse, especially when, you know, I, I believe in the craft I have. I study, I learn, I enjoy my job, um, I celebrate women, I embrace attractive men and women. And I think no matter what age you are, you should continue to look after yourself. I come from a, a family of women who are my mother and her sisters are absolutely, you know, <clears throat> emphatic about kind of looking good, looking after yourself, and, you know, advocates of healthy living, healthy eating. And here I was, neurotic, overweight, depressed, suicidal. It's self-loathing. That's why you overeat. Yeah. And, and I, at times, have many a time cried myself to sleep, even in the relationship, because I felt that sad, lonely, fat, I'm just uh, vile, you know, that, that's how I felt. Did you know, I read about four or five years ago in The Guardian, Pete, this is the truth, that being fat is the most socially unacceptable aesthetic there is. So whether you're talking glasses, balding, short, tall, thin, book teeth, uh, ginger hair, whatever, being fat is socially the most unacceptable thing, and and I know that is true. People talk to you differently as well. Yeah, you know? Tina, what weight were you when when your lovely man fell in love with you? Well, I'd, I met him at fat camp. I met him at a boot camp celebrity. <clears throat> I'd gone as a celebrity where girls go, pay their money, you're locked in for a week, they guarantee you lose weight. 
I met him there and I was kind of sitting in the room, you know, with me minstrels and me and Mintero hidden in my bag. And he was one of the squaddies that were training us. And I was like, no, no, he was knocking on my door saying, right, get up, get ready, you know, for the you know, raft building or the, you know, running around the fields doing the kind of the uh, relay stuff. And I was like, no, I'm a celebrity. I don't have to join in and everything. <laughs> and he was like, no, you do. So I kind of couldn't dare him for the first few days because he was making me walk miles every day. But um, kind of then, I mean, I, I've got to be honest, I kind of, uh, I, he took my eye before I took his um, and, and you know, I think I probably fell in love with him a lot, probably a few months quicker than he did me. Um, we, we did move in together after 13 days. We got on, <laughs> made each other laugh. I've never done that in my life. Either. 13 days. For a guy either. But I think that's because men like a challenge. Yeah. So I've always been quite, I'm very intelligent, I'm very ambitious, I'm very driven, um, very arrogant. Um I think, well, you know, it's not a lacking in confidence when you're fat. It's a lacking in self-esteem. It's a very different thing. You know, I could walk in with a, uh, you know, being a size 20 and a, a gown room full of girls size 10, and I think every man in there still wants me and not them. So, you know, um, that confidence, confidence is attractive anyway. So that confidence always got me through. And I'm not talking about laughing every guy into bed. You know, I was never a grateful fat bird, yet I'll put up at 10 to 2. Um I was never that kind of bird. But, um, no, he fell in love with me when I'd kind of lost a couple of stone, but nowhere near, obviously, the stage I'm at now. But he's always been somebody who is very encouraging. It's interesting, Tina, because he's he's actually, through his new marriage and your marriage, he's going to bed with a different bird all the time. He is, yeah, he does. He goes to bed with a sexier bird all the time. Yeah, he does. And um, and I go to bed with a sexy man every night, which is the bonus. But, um, yeah, he's. Uh, I could not tell you. And uh, strangely enough, he's from Birkenhead, so I've ended up with a scouser or after all these years of, um, you know, going from every kind of man in the world, but um, every type, every age or whatever. But um, he's a lot younger than me, but he's in a lot of ways, you know, he's a lot more mature yeah. than I am. Um, I'm obviously a lot more experienced um, and, and, and stuff in, in a lot of ways of life, but then he's seen Iraq and Northern Ireland and stuff. Mm. I hope to God I will never see, you know, um, and he's very mature and he's very grounding and, and also he's changed me an awful lot with my personality, not just because he makes me feel safe and secure and like a little girl, but it, it, being with somebody who supports you and loves you so um, unconditionally makes you want to do your best Wow. Tina, what's your advice to everybody out there? We've called the programme tonight uh, that, you know, it, I'm constantly fighting away. What would you say to a lot of women out there? I would say and men, and men. the first thing is if you're talking a little bit of weight, you know, if you're talking, uh, you're under the stone mark, you know, these kind of yo-yo diets are fine when you put a bit of weight on in the winter, you know, as we all do, and, and you know, you want to go on these kind of beach diets or bit, that's fine if you're not, you know, if you're not genetically predisposed to putting weight on. But I think once you're getting into that, 
and you put a stone on, then two stone, then three stone, then four stone, you're in danger of becoming morbidly or clinically obese. And you should seriously, you know, there's a terrible stigma about cosmetic surgery um, in, in so many areas of life. I'm not, I'm not in any way condoning 22 or 23-year-old girls having Botox. I don't believe in all that. Although, um, whatever floats your boat, that's fine, but not at that age. But what I am a real advocate of is um, bariatric surgery, which is gastric bands, gastric sleeves, all those things. Um, it's changed my life. And remember, you know, when you say to me, <clears throat> well, you're a celebrity, you can afford it. You think of all the cigarettes people smoke, the acrylic nails they have on, the bottles of wine they drink a week. You know, you can get management plans. You can go to these, the likes of the hospital group and pay weekly, pay monthly. You can get, and if it's something that is going to change your life, and the way you feel about yourself, the way people feel about you, it changes you in every way from your job prospects to your uh, romance pro prospects to the way your personality is. And more importantly than any of those things, your health. If you're obese, you are slowly dying and you need to sort it. Tina? Thank you so much for spending time with us. Before you go, what do, we, what, do we, what do we expect in Panto? What are you going to be right. like as the Wicked Queen? Um, I've got to be honest, please. I'm terrified. Um, <clears throat> you'll expect a big number. I'm going to do a big number. I've agreed to do a big number. I'll ex I expect me, from a personal point of view, to just have a screen with you and Mickey um, and, and to have a ball. And, and I'm sure you guys will make me feel secure and comfortable. You know, people think because of me, me, that I play, and we're back on screen in August, by the way, I, I think people think I'm uh, a lot more gregarious and social than I am. Um, I'm like every other, you know, woman or, or you know, I, I I have confidence in a lot of areas and, and lack some, but I'm expecting to, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to be bold, I'm going to be brutal, um, I'm going to be a bad queen, <laughs> but um, I, I'm just going to have a great time, and I love, I feed off an audience like yourself, and I love, I love the whole tradition of a panto, so um, I can't wait, I'm going to give it 100%, absolutely to the max. I'm really excited about it. I now, really am. Are you going to be hard to work with? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, Pete? Contrary to popular belief, I even met an actress today, a new actress on our set, who said, oh my God, I was terrified of meeting you. And I, I was like, I don't know where people... You know, I... I always kind of think that, um, uh, you know, reputations go before you. I am ruthless. I am I'm a firm believer in you, you want respect, you give respect. Um, I am hardworking, I'm tenacious, I'm driven, I'm fair, and I'm just. Um, and, and, you know, I'm also aware there's probably a lot of younger cast uh, involved. Um, but I am somebody who is a stickler. For professionalism, I've got to be honest. Um, but now I'm more easygoing than, than probably you know. I'm more easygoing than a lot of people would imagine.
I'm a lot softer than a lot of people would imagine. You just scared the living daylights out of me. Should have taken a, a stickler for professionalism. That's me and you, na- that's me and you knackered. <laughs> no, I don't mean in the way I'm talking about. I know about, what you mean. I know. You know what I mean. Yeah, I'm I talking mean. about, you know, believing know you and caring yes. in what you're doing, you know. <laughs> uh, but we'll have a ball. And I'm sure there'll be cock-ups. And if I'm allowed to say that, I don't know. Oh, I'm you sure say cock-ups. That's, that's quiet night. for you, that one. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I love my expletives, but obviously it's a family show, particularly in panto mode. So now um, I'm looking forward to it. We'll have a ball. We'll have a scream. I am it's so lovely to be in Liverpool at Christmas, you know. So glad you spoke to me tonight. What an interesting story. I love the article in The Echo tonight. thought it was terrific. Oh, thank, you. thank you for spending time. Because if you're an inspiration to people, maybe somebody out there will think she's right and we've saved yeah. someone. And you know what? Go and feel wonderful and fantastic about your life. As always, pleasure talking to you, Pete. You know you'll always get me. You're the only one who'll get me at this time of night on the phone, I tell you. Tina Malone, thank you very much indeed. A pleasure. Take care, Pete. See you soon. Bye-bye. And Shameless is back on in August. The best of Pete Price on Radio City 96.7.